At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome, everyone, to the SI Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trina. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys are doing well. Very good show this week. Brian Curtis from The Ringer is my guest to go through some media goings-ons. Drew Brees out at NBC, ESPN's NBA halftime show, a bunch of other topics with Brian Curtis. Always a great guest here on the SI Media Podcast. Then we do our weekly train of thought segment with my buddy Sal Licata. One topic and one topic only with Sal this week. He got into a little Twitter thing with Kevin Durant. So we break that all down, Sal versus Kevin Durant on Twitter in the train of thought segment. Before we get to the show for this week, just a reminder, last week, Richard Deitch from The Athletic, my old Sports Illustrated colleague on the show to discuss media news. Joe Davis from Fox Sports, the new lead voice of MLB on Fox was on two weeks ago. If you missed those, check those out in the archive. Subscribe, rate, review. Subscribing is very important. If you can leave a review, that helps tremendously. And if you want to hit me up with any questions, we will answer them during an upcoming Train of Thoughts segment. All right. Brian Curtis from The Ringer on the latest sports media news, followed by Sal Licata in the Train of Thoughts segment right now on the SI Media Podcast. All right. Joining me now, always... An excellent podcast when he joins me from The Ringer and his own podcast, Brian Curtis. Brian, how are you? Good to see you, Jimmy. Good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Um, of course. A lot of good media topics going on at the moment. And uh, you you obviously dip into it on your pod. I, I have to ask before we even get started, because I thought about this. <clears throat> you, you have excellent guests every single week on your pod. Um, especially, I feel like lately, too, you've really... Um, provided some great interviews. Do you have a booker? We have some help with booking, but all the sportsy ones I do myself okay. or I mostly do myself. I have to say. Okay. So I don't have to then like you any less. Cause if you had a booker, then I would 
Hate you a little person when I want to, you know, when it's like, man, would this movie director come on my podcast? We have a wonderful person who helps me out with that stuff. But the announcer types, the familiar announcer types, you know, that's I guess that's me. I recently got my best pitch ever for a podcast guest, Um, maybe like a month ago. I got pitched Dr. Phil. Wow. Yeah. And what'd you say? I said, no. I, I mean, have some strong feelings about fake TV doctors. So I said, no, it'd be kind of a fascinating interview. Yeah. I don't know. Doctors, psychologists doing TV shows and exploiting people. Not, not my thing. So I would also say no, but if you had said yes, I would have listened to your interview with Dr. Phil. Okay. I'm yeah. I mean, I guess that's the trade-off there. See, I would say no, but then if you had him on, then maybe I would say yes. <laughs> got to match Curtis. Yeah, exactly. Get the exclusive. Yeah. You know, these media podcasts, it's, uh, it's it's wild out there. Uh, Speaking of sports media, I wrote about this today. So we'll start here. I wrote about this on, uh, on Wednesday for train of thoughts, drew Brees officially out at NBC. Marshan had reported it about a month ago and um, NBC made it official in in an interview. You know, I kind of feel weird about this one because I wrote a column after he did the Raiders Bengals playoff game that it was a really, really rough broadcast. He had no business doing the game. I put the blame on NBC for giving him that assignment. And now, and now he's out and it does feel like what I wrote today is, you know, he's in a tough spot with NBC because they can't let him do any other games and sort of learn and improve. Whereas if he's doing CBS and Fox, they could put him on the number four team for a year or two and then improve. So while he, was really bad in that playoff game. I feel like he got a raw deal. What do you think about it? Well, this is kind of the conundrum about hiring the huge quarterback right off the field is they're not going to take the number four job. They're not going to take Adam Archuleta's job on CBS. They're going to want a number one or number two at the worst, or maybe the studio, and they're going to want to do playoffs. So I think if we'd gone to Drew Brees and said, what do you want to do? At NBC, it would have been exactly that. You know, it would have been some high-profile games yeah. and, and and doing the playoffs. He <laughs> just wasn't ready, as you say. And I'm and I'm with you. Like to to me, the blame goes around. I mean, certainly he 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 didn't come into that game with any ideas and anything he wanted to say about football, which is which is absolutely on him. But I also think right. it's on the producers. They didn't have him ready. Right. Absolutely. Hundred percent. I got into a big argument with Marshan about this a few weeks ago when he was on. Because he had said, well, he had the experience of doing Notre Dame. To me, you're not even on the same planet, Notre Dame football with two and a half million viewers and an NFL playoff game with 25 million viewers. It's night and day. So nothing he did for Notre Dame was going to prepare him for an NFL playoff game, as far as I'm concerned. No. And have you, we were talking about this the other day, or I guess Marshall was writing about, you know, maybe Jason Garrett's going to get the Notre Dame thing or as a candidate. And I'm like, have you looked at the roster of announcers who've done Notre Dame over the last decade? Like Doug Flutie did Mike a ton Mayock. of that, that has not been a big prestige broadcasting job. Right. Right. So I agree. I agree. So, you know, yeah, I don't, I'm, agree, I'm with you. I don't think that preps you. Does really Jason Garrett have any ties to Notre Dame? <laughs> Well, he's I mean, a Dallas like the Cowboys, so we must have more Dallas Cowboys on the air. As many. I as mean, that's a fun. weird one to me. Jason Garrett on Notre Dame games. That's a weird one. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I'm just right. generally Man. traumatized by Jason Garrett. And I think, I, but like, go get 
go get a Notre Dame guy and and make it a Homer broadcast. Like who you know who cares? It's you know I mean it's going years, on all over years the place. ago. Like thirty years ago, they had Chris Collinsworth on that game, and that's yep. when he was hot take Chris Collinsworth. And I think he would just make Notre Dame fans <laughs> mad right, every week. Right. Right. Uh, we could also do that. That'd be kind of a weird experiment. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird one, though, Jason Gaffer, Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I kind of feel, you know, that's a great point you made. Like, Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. He's not going to go, like you said, on the number four team. But, and then, you know, this story got so weird because, you know, Martian had reported it a month ago. Then Brees came out with that bizarre tweet that maybe he would come back. And it was shocking to me. I mean, I know everyone's got to get the clickbait headline out of it, but the fact that people took that tweet seriously was stunning to me. And then, you know, there was this whole big thing. I think also announcing did it where Breeze was on Dan Patrick and made it known he wants to do games, not studio. And then NBC today there it's, you know, he wants to spend time with the spend time with the family seems to be the new, uh, the new reason when someone doesn't want to do something. Yeah. He said that tweet too, that he might come back and play football. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of, I discounted the tweet at that point. Right, exactly. <laughs> I just think, yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know, and look, this, there is a certain pride in being Drew Brees and being any one of these quarterbacks. Right. And I don't want it out there from in the New York Post or anywhere else that NBC is doesn't want me back. Right. Like that's that I haven't been I haven't been benched in a long, 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 long time. So that's really, another element in all this. And really, you know, I think point. in the old days, these guys would do local news for a couple of years. They might do local sports radio and they would just get a lot of reps. Right. And now, whether it's him, whether it's Tom Brady or something, we're talking about, OK, straight on a network television. Yeah, here we go. Maybe yeah. a playoff game in your first year. That's a that's a big lift. That's a really good. Yeah. And this and again, Tony Romo responsible for all of this because of the success I think CBS had and then. Obviously, Tony caused all the salaries to go crazy. So Tony, Tony caused a lot of, a lot of problems for a lot of people. He did. Um, we're still we're still living down to- Tony yeah. Romo twenty seventeen in so many ways. The funny thing too is I th- I think please tell me if I'm wrong. I because I could be totally off with this conspiracy theory, but this is my you know if Breeze would have left NBC weeks ago. I bet Amazon would have given them 20, 25 million a year because Amazon was going to, they wanted a big name no matter what. They didn't care who it was. The fact that, what did they offer John Lynch? Like 15 million for John Lynch. If they offered John Lynch 15 million, just based on name recognition, and and then Drew would have got 20, 25 million. He should have, you know, left NBC a a while ago. He would end up as Amazon for, you know, 20, 25 million, don't you think? I find all the options that we have heard Amazon entertaining from John Lynch to Sean McVay to Sean everybody McVay. else. I think they wound up in such a better spot with Kirk Herbstreet. It's very funny. And true. Any of those options, like hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm putting my list of best football analysts, football broadly defined, he he's on it. You know, he may be number one or number two. So. And I think my prediction on this is I think Kirk is going to end up being even better on the NFL working with Al. I think Al knows so well how to set up an analyst, work with an analyst. Not, not that Fowler doesn't, but Chris Fowler on college always seemed just slightly off and you never can sort of pinpoint what it is, but it just, it doesn't feel, I don't know, maybe coming after Brent who had that big game feel, but I think Kirk and Al are going to be tremendous for Amazon. That'd be great. That'd absolutely yeah. be great. And I think just having somebody, like Kirk, who's so obviously locked in. I mean, you know, you just listen to that guy's like, boy, this guy studies a lot. 
uh, coming in and coming in as the opposite of Drew Brees with, I have tons to say about this game and tons of points to make here. I think the difference will be that like, if you listen to Saturday night football, which I think is a really good broadcast on ESPN, mm-hmm. they do so much storytelling because yeah. none of us, even I'm a huge college football fan. How many Alabama players do I know when I turn on the television? Right. Five, seven, maybe I've heard the names and the rest of that roster, they have to explain to me. So if you just listen to the two of them, when they're calling a game, they are just, here's who this is. Here's what the stakes are. Here, here's why this guy's important. I think they do a really good job of that. It's a little bit different with the NFL. Thursday night football, people are familiar with the players, and I think that just has a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah, I agree. And the, funny, you say, you know, you only know five or seven Alabama players. You're going to know even less on the other team. <laughs> you know, every, sure, so, Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Kirk and Al, Al will be great. Um, let's shift to the uh, NBA. Uh, it seems like, you know, it, at this point, it's almost part of the postseason when you get to this point, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, and then the NBA Finals. It's almost like you almost have to talk about how the ESPN studio show just doesn't measure up to the TNT studio <laughs> show. And it's not ESPN's fault because the TNT thing is so good, but. Uh, Besides, before we get into like the specifics of that, you know, this happens, I guess this is a new thing that happens every year. I wrote about it on Tuesday where uh, there's this person on Reddit who breaks down the ES, the ABC halftime show and 64% of it is ads. And the studio crew had like three and a half minutes of actual analysis given because they try to cram so many ads in, which I'm not going to. You're in the business of, you know, you got to sell ads. I'm in the business. There's ads on the podcast. Is it? So I would never sit there and bash the amount of ads because that's the way it is. But why have a four panel show, four person panel show when you're only going to give them three minutes? What I wrote is like, just give it to Stephen A and, and Jalen Rose at that point. Why do you need Mike Greenberg to do the tosses and give them you know some extra time? What do you think about that? I agree. And I think you can we can be hip to the reality of having to sell ads and also be like, this stinks. And this isn't good for actual human beings who are watching television. They do that weird thing where they go to the half and then they come back for like, what is it? 20 seconds. Jalen makes like half a point and they're like, okay, we'll be back in a minute. Right. And I'm like, who is this for? Who, who wants, who wants that 20 second bite of semi analysis? I don't. Right. Right. And I'm with you. If you have, if it has to be this tiny thing, I, I could probably just be Stephen A. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I will say this about the ESPN pregame show. It's a lot better than it was last year. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. I like, agree with that. We can say it's not inside the NBA and it's never going to be inside the NBA, right. but it got fixed to a big extent. And if you remember last year, they had this weird setup where people were talking for like 15 seconds at a time even before the game started and they would go down the line and everybody would do an unrelated point. And you'd be sitting there as a viewer like, what did anybody just say? What the hell just happened? It was like, they were doing a layup line of pregame show. Yeah. They fixed that in a large way. And part of it's just being like, Hey, Stephen, a talk. Okay. (laughs) It sounds great. I have a lot of opinions, but that's better than the former. And it's better than even the, you know, if you go back to the, you know, when they had Magic and Michelle Beadle and all, you know, all these other, I mean, it, this has been the, the best they've given you. I think a large part of that is Stephen A, but I still think they, you know, I think there's ways to improve it. I also think it's interesting, you know, they have, you know, Woj wasn't there because of COVID, 
but you don't need an information guy on a halftime show studio show for the NBA finals. Like there's no trades going on. I mean, I, you know, maybe, maybe there's, you know, a hiring your GM, this and that. And I, I don't, I, I, they, I, I could see it where they just give it to Stephen A. I don't even know if you need Greenberg there. I mean, he's a good host with the transitions and all that. But what's interesting too, is I think their two best NBA people, Richard Jefferson and Reddick are not on that show. So, I wonder if they'll even be changes, you know, next year or something like that, because those two guys are only getting better, getting more popular. Um, uh, those are two guys I'd like to see ESPN throw out there on, on the big shows. I agree. I miss Reddick. I feel like, you know, I know he's doing first take and stuff this week, right. but he feels like somebody who should be a part of this in some way. And I think we'll get to this in a moment, but especially when you're down an analyst and down a, a play-by-play guy, it's kind of like, can we get, can we get more JJ? Right. Your point about scoops, they did this thing before game two where it was that scoop that Woj had about Donovan Mitchell, right? which just leads Stephen A into talking about the New York Knicks. And I'm like, I On guess I find Stephen A talking Knicks entertaining, but do we, do we need this right now? Right. There's a place they can do that. It doesn't need to be on the NBA final show. I agree. hundred. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre when they do that. Um, oh, God, I had a point I wanted to make about this with Reddick and Richard Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, I know ESPN, too, with that, with that studio show. They want some stability there because it's not been stable. No. Um, but those are two guys I think are just going to keep ascending. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with them. Oh, uh, the, and then... The uh, other thing, yeah, the, um, I, you know, I felt bad for, I felt bad for ESPN and I felt bad for Breen and, and Van Gundy with the, with the COVID. And it was, it was, that was really strange too, because Breen has missed more time than Van Gundy and Van Gundy did that one game. I, I was shocked that Breen missed game two. Wait, yeah. did he miss game two? Yeah, he missed game two. That one was surprising to me. I thought he'd be back by then. Um and that's what that's okay. I remembered my point now on this pod last week. Deitch was on and he brought up that it looked like Van Gundy was going to be out. And I said, I'd love to see JJ Redick fill in for Van Gundy. They just went with Mark Jones and Mark Jackson, which was, you know, it's one game, so it's fine. But um, I, I don't have any problems with ESPN using Mark Jones and, and just going with Mark Jackson instead of shoehorning another analyst in there. I, th- I think they did the right thing there. What about you? Yeah, it'd probably been weird at that point to change it up even more. Right. I mean, it was already a little jarring, and you could see Jackson in game one and Van Gundy and Jackson in game two being a little unsure of how to respond to Mark Jones mm-hmm. just because they're not used, they don't have as many reps with him as right. they do with Breen. And you could just feel everybody's a little bit tentative, I thought, and kind of feeling each other out, which is not ideal for the finals, but this is where we are in COVID world. So. That's what it had to be. I know what happens every year. I, I, I know this is not new, but man, that NBA final schedule Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. I mean, <laughs> my goodness. It's just, it, it's just, it's hard. There's no flow. Like it's, you know, it's, it's rough. I it's think that's, I think that's an underrated part of this. I, I know we start talking about start times on the East coast which I have to say, this is what I love living on the West Coast and the games either start at 6 or 5 o'clock and you watch the whole game and then you still have like three hours to do work or screw around or whatever. But I think the flow thing is even bigger because I know I have felt, I was talking to my wife, she's like, when's the next game? It's like, 
Actually, I don't know. <laughs> Let me look at the schedule. Right, right, right. Is yeah. it going to be two days? Is it going to be three days? Yeah. And it does. It does feel like you lose a little of that storytelling momentum where you can say, right. especially this one. It's so interesting. Like the difference between game one and game two is so immense mm-hmm. that it, it just feels like we had one day too many to set up the next game. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm on the East Coast. I don't mind the nine o'clock start because I know the NBA, it'll be over at 1130. Those ga- now, listen, those games get dragged out a little more now because everything gets reviewed. And that's added probably like 10 minutes each game. But it's not like baseball, the NFL that can really end up getting dragged out. So I don't I don't mind it as much. I mean, yeah, eight o'clock would have, would be ideal, but nine, I don't mind nine o'clock for the NBA. Um, the reviews are such a drag. Yeah. That's true. I mean, remember, <laughs> Mike Breen must be so mad at that one during the during the Nets Celtics game one, where he calls that Jason Tatum spinning layup perfectly. <laughs> He's like, they're oh, right, waving right. it off. Yeah, and because they're making the officials are doing whatever they're doing, and then it's like, oh wait, they didn't wave it off. The Celtics won. It does I'm seem like, like the NBA. The NBA people will bash their reviews way more than the NFL and the, the NBA announcers will bash the refereeing and the. Um, reviews especially van gundy way more than nfl play-by-play people and analysts it seems to me i don't know it, they do though it does remind me of that moment when the catch rule when none of us understood the catch rule and remember when the announcers would watch it and be like well i think it's a catch but i don't understand the rule and the rule sucks that's what it feels like now when we're doing the flagrant stuff yeah. like i Absolutely. think this is a flagrant foul but i think this rule is dumb and i don't understand it there's a little bit of that same same vibe yeah i agree with that at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Different NBA topic. I don't, you know, I don't think anyone has found this out, but LeBron sort of teased that he was, it was weird. He said he was going to do a podcast. Then he said, maybe his own. There's a lot here. Like, first of all, what would a, I mean, you know, I don't want you to speak for Spotify, which is where the ringer has their podcast, but what would a podcast company have to pay LeBron James to do a podcast? I mean, he's not getting paid, but we get paid to do a podcast. He's LeBron James. I think he, I mean, and and, and if you're LeBron James, I mean, I'm torn on this one. 
Like if you're LeBron James, why would you even be bothered with this? But on the other hand, so much is written about him. I could see him wanting to maybe start controlling his narrative. Maybe he sees Tom Brady now, who's become this media mogul. I don't know. What do you think about a LeBron podcast? Isn't Draymond maybe what he's looking at? Could be. And this idea that I'm going to kind of do my own post-game show. I mean, I found this really fascinating going back to when my boss did the thing with Kevin Durant a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. and you had these long, pretty unfiltered sessions. And it was like, Oh my gosh, this is one of the most famous athletes in the world. And he's just talking to him and you know, we're just, we're just going into the night here. And I know the Draymond thing's been a big, big hit. So I think there's a little bit of that, right? This is kind of my post. I'm going to talk to the writers. LeBron's always been pretty good about that, but this is going to be my official post game press conference. Mm -hmm especially at big moments or LeBron wing. And I just watched game one of the finals and I'm going to talk about it. Right. I mean, would I rather have that be in a journalistic organ than in LeBron James Inc.? Yes. But I think that does sound fairly interesting, but the thing is, I think to do it, you have to commit to it. Right. Like, absolutely. Talking about like how much money are you going to get? Well, how often is he going to do it? Is he going to do it, you know, after big games, just be ready to turn the mics on? Or is he going to do it once a month or once every two months? That's that's the big question. And the other thing, I mean, does he want to deal with the fallout just because whatever he says is going to get picked apart, scrutinized, analyzed, put in headlines? You know, every website will do multiple posts off of everything he says on those podcasts. Words will get twisted. And, you know, why do you I mean, you're the greatest player in the world. Do you have all well, what do you, you know? Why do you need that? But. It's interesting that you brought up Draymond. That's really good because my first thought was Brady, you know, Brady 375, you know, from Fox. He's out there on Twitter and Instagram every five minutes. We saw him in his underwear this week, Tom Brady. Um, So that, you know, and I sort of think obviously Brady and LeBron are on the same level. So sure. Who knows? Who knows what it is? But um Maybe he'll, you know, maybe Spotify will get him and then he can come on your podcast. And- I have not. Yeah. Is that the one he was talking about doing the press box? Yeah, the pre- yeah. I know everybody LeBron- was making that joke. LeBron, yeah. please, please come on my podcast. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I would like to. I, I'm torn on it. I mean, I, I, could, I do think he's also obviously now he's on the back end. His son is going to be playing. You know, maybe this is a way for him to be able to say what he wants without the media interpreting everything too. So, yeah, I mean, it's, he's one of those guys, like anything he says is going to be interpreted. So maybe the, the argument is, well, I'll just say more of it and be able to explain myself in more detail. I mean, he, he also obviously wants an outlet. He's tweeting during an NBA finals that he's not a part of, which let us say is fairly interesting for an athlete of his caliber. You know, I don't think I would have to look back, but does Tom Brady during the Super Bowl? Like I have takes on Matt Stafford. (laughs) Maybe there was a congratulations tweet, but uh, I don't think there there's, there's an interest in his part in being a part of these events. Absolutely. Don't typically get from that tier of athlete. Yeah. And he's also a big pop culture guy. I mean, he's tweets about, you know, there's a new Kendrick Lamar album, if there's a movie, you know, he, so I could see it, you know, being, I know he's a big wine connoisseur. I could see that being part of the pod. Um, so I, I don't think he would just do a strictly sports one. Um, you mentioned Durant and he's been fighting with Stephen A on Twitter <laughs> for the past couple of weeks. 
He had that great Chris Russo thing. I think you tweeted about the baseball guy. The, the baseball guy. So that you know, when I saw that, I was like, wait, does this mean Durant watches the MLB network? Because he's not listening to Russo on Sirius XM and he knows him and they don't talk baseball on first take ever. So I was like, oh, maybe Kevin Durant pops pops on the MLB network and sees dog <laughs> doing high heat, which is fascinating. I could I could see Kevin Durant being a channel flipper. Absolutely. Like he's you looking, and I are because he's looking to get riled high. up. Yeah, yeah. Gonna get riled let's, up. let's see what else. Let's see what's in like channel 216 of uh direct TV here. Yeah. Um, but the thing do you think Durant understands that when he goes after Stephen A, even if they do it in a maybe not it, it's not as heated as it comes off, and maybe there's a little playful banter there. Sometimes it comes off yes, no, but Anytime he tweets about Stephen A, that's a win for Stephen A. Yes. No matter what he tweets. I mean, he could say you're the worst person on TV. That's still a win for Stephen A. <laughs> then Stephen A will address him at some future point and gets a big pop. Oh, yeah. I, Duran and Aaron Rodgers have always seemed very, very similar to me in terms of their media stuff. That they're very, very, very interested in it. They seem pretty online. Right. Very online. And they seem to just they seem to just constantly be right on that line of I'm going to respond to this. And this is going to be such a bigger story. But I clearly get something or am interested in some way in talking right. and and being part of the media myself. It's funny. Yeah. You know, and Rogers has said, I think he has said multiple times that like he would never do TV when he retires. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady giving $375 million might change that. But I was always under the impression, and your colleague, the great Kevin Clark, was on here, and he corrected me because I, my interpretation was always that Rodgers hates the media. And Kevin Clark was like, no, he actually likes it. He does. And yes. I'm like, okay, then, there's, then that means to me there's something there that's not genuine because it's like, I mean, you, you said it. He says things that he knows will get a reaction. And then complains about the reaction and seems to like to play that game. Yeah, I would. I, you know, when when Fox was shopping for a number one announcer before the Brady thing got announced, I'm mm-hmm. like, they had to have called Aaron Rodgers, right? You know, hey, I know right. you want to play one or two more years, but is there any chance number one job NFC title game every year? Would you be interested? I mean, I, I would think they would have made that call. Right. Because not only it was he obviously a big enough name to do it, I could totally see him wanting to do something like that or being I think, at least intrigued by it. Absolutely. I actually think he'd be a perfect Manning cast guy. Not, I don't oh. mean on with Peyton and Manning. I mean, having his own Manning cast. Mm-hmm. Where he's got somebody with him. Maybe, hey, maybe Pat McAfee. Right. And, and they're just <laughs> sort of, it's sort of a hang, right? We're watching yeah. the game, making some points. Yeah, he'd be really good at that. Since you mentioned McAfee, I, I, I didn't have this listed as a topic to bring up, but there's always these rumblings that you know Amazon is interested. This everyone, you know, he, he's already got 50 jobs. Um, his rise is surreal and well deserved because I think what may be getting a little bit lost in his rise is he does really bust his ass. He does yes. that show every day, and then he's flying off to WWE SmackDown on Fridays. And I've always, I've always thought, not as much recently, but when he first started going into media after his career, I was always thinking that the traditional networks would really never touch him because he's so different. 
beginning to maybe change. I think his popularity might be so big that maybe a traditional network would touch him. What do you think? I think you're absolutely right. I think he's gotten to be big enough where all of a sudden it becomes really, really intriguing. And he was, he was campaigning for Monday night football. Right. And I think you're right. The, the, the thinking at the time, probably in broadcast world, at least broadly speaking was, is this just too, this is too outside the box for what we're used to. Let's go seek a more traditional analyst. But now, I mean, I was at WrestleMania with David Shoemaker, you know, I won't, this was not like high period Steve Austin or the rock, pop that he got when he came out but it was huge really i mean in that building in cowboy at&t stadium a gigantic football stadium yeah it was enormous it was one of the biggest pops of the night for him right and you just understand that there is this group of people out there that are intrigued by him that are fascinated by him as you say he works really hard he also if you just watch that show or watch the way that show filters into social media they are very, very savvy about here is the eight second clip of Pat and company talking about the thing that you are interested in today. Right. And we are going to make sure that's on YouTube. We're going to make sure that's on Twitter. And we're going to do that every day. The show strikes me as very savvily programmed in 100%. a way that people probably don't quite appreciate in the same way. Yep. Yep. Um, it's not just, hey, we're going to bro out today. There, there's a grill intelligence behind it it's it's it's, he's really interesting and yeah i don't know i mean we just had a does he want to be in a booth i guess is another interesting question would he rather do an amazon thing where it's the pat mcafee experience and i can say whatever i want and i'm not talking in 20 second bursts i don't know so that's that's the dilemma here because it sounds like we're on the same page where now maybe a couple of years ago traditional places wouldn't consider him because like you said, he's outside the box. Now they would because his popularity is so through the roof, but there is the one factor here is the, the league office in Goodell, you know, it, it sounds good. And I, you know, I think it would be amazing. Like you just said, the Pat McAfee experience, maybe on Amazon, but you know, the end of, you know, if, if, you know, he's on there maybe making a massage joke about Deshaun Watson. Like, that's not going to go over with the league office. You know what I mean? So uh, that's where there's still, I think, an interesting push and pull on, on McAfee. Totally. Though he does do a network show on Friday nights. Yeah. But that's WWE, not Roger Goodell. It's a little it's, bit of a it's, difference. It's different. But surely there's a big list of here are the things I can't say. I mean, we know Vince McMahon and WWE has a list of things, they right. places they don't want you to go. That aren't necessarily taste, but like, here are the storytelling responsibilities you have to do, you know, on a Friday night. So I don't know. I, I think he could probably, he would to us, you know, he doesn't want to not be Pat McAfee. He doesn't want that kind of, that kind of thing, but yeah, he could probably be persuaded. Not necessarily taste. I like that. Um, here's a weird one for you that I saw and it caught my eye and it's not really part of the sports world, but I think it should be. And I want to get your opinion. There's a big thing. You know, CNN has a new new person in charge with Z- Jeff Zucker out. Uh, Chris Licht, I think is how you say the last name, used to be the producer for Colbert. He's now running CNN. And I guess there was a big, big thing this week where he put, the, put his foot down and laid down the law that they're going to be more judicious with the breaking news banner on their scroll. I mean, it, you know, if it snowed across the country, they would say breaking news, you know, no matter what it is. I feel like the sports networks need to take a page from that too. The breaking news thing is really here. There needs to be a time limit too. Like if um, 
Deshaun Watson gets suspended for the season to, right now at one o'clock Eastern. It can't be breaking news at four or five. Like there's got to be a time window on what is, what's breaking news. And it has to be actual news. It, 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 it's all gotten out of, you know, so, so-and-so is going to miss a game because he pulled a hamstring. I don't know if we need flashing breaking news. Am I, is this, is this, am I out there on this one? You're not. It's the biggest thing that's changed in our lifetimes growing up as a reader of newspapers that this news that would have been on the last page of the sports page in agate type suddenly became something that was stopping the earth on ESPN. Like right. Jaguars are making a quarterback change or somebody missing a game with a hamstring. And again, it makes me feel old, but I'm always well, like, that who cares? Right. <laughs> it's a total old thing because I remember, you know, back in the day, get off my one when, you know, we just had like, you know, regular TV and cable or whatever. When there was that, graphic and music and sound for a special report it scared the shit out of me like oh, yeah. it was like was oh Tom Rokaw doing on tv and oh yeah like you're in the middle of watching exactly like you're in the middle of watching price is right and all of a sudden it's like dun, 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 dun. walter Cry- dan rather with britain you're like holy shit the world's coming to an end like you got to- uh-huh. now you just so there's no such thing as breaking. Everything is breaking. We I can go on SI tomorrow and say breaking news. Brian Curtis on the SI Media podcast. Everything's considered breaking news. <laughs> that what might the, be the one thing that didn't fit, but yeah. I mean, good for CNN for like you know let's 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 tighten this up and get it in order already. Here's what's interesting though. CNN the the new regime there has talked about. Okay, so we're no less breaking news. We're going to do the less scary red wrap around the screen. And also they're saying, well, we're going to do less personality driven news. We want to do more news gathering, BBC, instead of an anchor, you know, for an hour injecting their opinion, all that stuff. Are we absolutely sure this is what the public wants? Or do we think this is what the public says it wants at a cable news and that it doesn't actually want? Right. I mean, look, how many people did you and I hear for 20 years say, you know what? I want ESPN to go back to covering sports. I want softball and random wrestling shows during the day Mm -hmm. and Aussie rules football. But then what do they watch? They watch first take. Right. You know, so I always I always think there's this interesting separation between (laughs) what the public professes to want out of television and what it actually watches. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's weird. The, The hot take shows I was. I never got it. I get it now a little bit with first take. And I think what you made this point with McAfee, what makes those shows now go more than anything is social media and the clips that you get on Twitter all day. So those shows are not going anywhere. Even if I think if even if ratings tanked, yeah, maybe they'll tweak a host here and there. But the fact that they get so much juice on social media means those things will be around forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's what they're programmed for. I mean, that's, you can tell like, it's like, we needed the five minute bite or the three minute bite or whatever it is on this topic. Here we go straight to Twitter. That's what, that's what programs our television. Show. The other story I just wanted to get into before I let you go, I, I'll say one thing. Cause well, no, I'm not even gonna go there. Um, I got a big kick out of this story this week where if the Rangers and lightning play a game seven, at Madison Square Garden, there's a Justin Bieber concert there that night as well. And obviously, I mean, the garden, the, you know, the people who own the garden own the Rangers and there's TV obligations with ESPN. So obviously the Bieber concert will get bumped. And when I tweeted this, you know, some people are like, what's the big deal? They'll move the concert. This isn't a story. This, is, this isn't that big of a deal. If you bought. OK, there's two aspects here. Take out Bieber. If you buy concert tickets to any concert for a certain night and it gets bumped. A lot of people can't go on the other night that it's rescheduled. 
Mm-hmm. And two, the Bieber fans are kind of crazy. So now you're bumping their concert. So, you know, I could see them, you know, trying to burn down Madison Square Garden or something. And, you know, it could uh, <laughs> at least be good content for us. But you have some it's, safety concerns. it's amazing to me that something like that can happen in terms of like. How did the Garden allow him to book that date, even if it was last year, just you would think leave all those dates open where there's any possibility, even if your team is like in last place, like why would you even want this aggravation? That's really strange. I have enjoyed the part about Rangers fandom being kind of reactivated. There's all these fan bases that are quiet or semi-quiet for a while. And then the team goes on a run and you're like, Oh, right. Though there, those those people are coming back, you know, there they are. They're just waiting for anything. Chiefs fandom was kind of like that for a while, you know, because it was just kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden, like, wow, look at all these people that are Chiefs fans. I thought the same thing about the Rangers lately. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, who knows if it goes game seven, but I would, I wouldn't want a concert rescheduled on me. That's all I know. Because you're flying in to go to, well, that's not crazy, right? I got a couple, I, I got a couple of tweets from people saying like they're flying in or they're driving in from out of state, you know, it's, it is an inconvenience. It's not like, a, I just don't think it's a, oh, what's the big deal type of thing. We'll just move the concert. It's, it's a pain in the ass for some people. Would the Bieber fans be happy with Rangers tickets if they get them instead? I would, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I don't, I, I think they just want, they just game want to seven just chance to go to the Stanley cup finals. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't know. I don't, if you're Justin Bieber, if you go to a Justin Bieber concert, I don't think there's anything that can sort of make you want to yeah. do something else, but you know, it's a good, it's a good, good little story to distract from all of the bad stories we seem to be getting all week. Yes. Um, I was going to mention the live golf, but my only take on the live golf is I don't understand why people are talking about the live golf. And then I would be talking about it. So I might as well not even mention it. But like, <laughs> it did seem like a wonderfully awkward press conferences yesterday. I'm a big fan of awkward press conferences. Absolutely. In sports. Cause I feel that's where we get the truth more than the smooth, boring press conference. Absolutely. Um, also like Kevin Van Valkenburg. I'm sure you saw this tweet of the picture of the robot serving drinks in yes. the media room. Yes. I'm, I am going to come out in favor, not of live golf necessarily, but of robots serving drinks in media rooms. I'm on the record. I I think that worked. I mean, you I mean, robots could be used in a lot of ways for golf. I mean, there's you know, picking up the balls, putting in the stick. I mean, you could have a robot basically doing everything at a the golf event. I just I'll just say this to keep it on a media perspective because I don't the whole thing about Saudi Arabia, this, that, it's a whole big mess. And I think if people are so offended by it, just don't watch it, don't talk about it, don't give it coverage. Everyone's giving it coverage though. So now but I didn't realize until I think last, no, uh, when did it, yesterday afternoon, I was listening to Russo on Sirius and he had someone on to, I didn't realize they have no TV deal. Like it's on yeah. YouTube and Facebook. So Facebook live. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, maybe you don't get his work. I mean, I understand getting worked up about the atrocities and all that, but if it's only on YouTube and Facebook, I don't think it's going to take the country by storm. Yeah. I had, Just, I had the, I had the same thought about Facebook the other day. I was like, Oh, right. This is, this is a this is a web show for yeah. now. Yeah, and I'm I you know I I already have my issues with all the streaming stuff, so it's not like I'd ever tune into that. So, no flipping, no flipping from live golf to whatever else you can be. No flipping. Ooh, you just reminded me of Larry Sanders. No flipping. That's such a great, great way he did great that. Great bit. Was, yes, great bit. Love that show. I rewatched it in the very beginning of COVID, and it still held up. 
It was amazing. I got to go back. It's been a while for me. Yeah. When COVID very early 2020, I binged like three or four old shows. Um, you know, there was no sports going on. And that was like the first, I think I, the first thing I think I rewatched was curb. And then I, I did Larry Sanders and, uh, so, they did yeah, the how, thing at the end, right, where the credits would come up and it would do the freeze frame, like the old yes. school network show where you just freeze everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I miss that. Remember in the 80s, you'd also have like a, a person talking in the opening credits and then they would freeze and it would show their name. Yes. Just, we love the freeze frame. We, the credits were a big deal in the 80s. The, the credits were a big deal. I, 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 it's probably not fair to throw this out there at the very end, but someone just retweeted this and I should mention it because I, I want to get your take. If you give Schefter credit for not deleting or he should delete this because for two days since the New York Times former colleague Jenny Ventus had a had a story about Deshaun Watson with the 66 yep. massages. There's this old Adam Schefter tweet when he was w- with the criminal trial. This is why Deshaun Watson from the beginning welcomed the police investigation. He felt he knew that the truth would come out. And today, a grand jury did not charge him on any of the criminal complaints. Just a horrific tweet from Schefter all around. Should he be deleting this tweet or is should he or is he doing the right thing by leaving it up and letting people retweet it every time there's a new accuser? I saw I saw people being uh, being mad that the tweet was still up yesterday. And I right. do think that's an interesting question. Like, right. Like if you, it is. If we think the tweet sucks. Do you delete it and make it go away or do you leave it up as evidence that you tweeted it? You know, a lot of people do this thing right. now where they screenshot it, screenshot their own tweet and then tweet that and say i deleted this tweet for x number of reasons right so then it exists if somebody wants to find it you're not hiding it i don't know i I honestly don't know what the right answer for that i wonder if he gets like advice on that or if it's his call it really seems like fairly far down the list from tweeting that in the first place like then then for the part. and when the suspension comes that'll get retweeted all over again (laughs) and it's just gonna right i don't want to say the gift that keeps on giving but the tweet thing. I mean, it's going to get trotted out. I would delete it, but it, it, people know you tweeted it. It's not like you can run from it. Just delete it so people can't keep bringing it out there. Oof, it's rough. Um, all right, I appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck with the podcast. Hopefully we don't get competition from LeBron. <laughs> I was about to say, looking over my shoulder at those yeah. other media podcasts. This week, yeah, we don't need a LeBron. Very big guest from the NBA. I don't know. LeBron will get all the uh, all the NBA players, and then maybe you know we'll get Woj, and we won't get Woj. You know who knows? All right, take it easy and uh, enjoy the summer, and we'll talk to you down the road. Great to talk to you as always, Jim. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, joining me now for our weekly train of thought segment. He comes on every week on the SI Media podcast from SNY TV and WFAN Radio in New York. And of course, on Twitter, fighting with Kevin Durant, <laughs> my friend Sal Akata. Sal, how are you? It, it's so crazy how that happened. I didn't even mean for it. Like, I wasn't trying to bait Durant into a response. And he responds back. Meanwhile, I didn't even know about it. I woke up the next morning and you people like you, I mean, I have multiple people. Oh my God, Duran responding to this tweet. So crazy. So the backstory for people who don't know is I'll lay it out. Um, (laughs) And you love this. (laughs) Oh, I can't get enough of this. There's so many reasons. So on first take earlier this week, there was a segment where JJ Reddick and CJ McCollum um, pretty much embarrassed Stephen A. Smith in some debate. Or, uh, Stephen A., they were talking about Russell Westbrook and Stephen A., I guess. And Stephen A. is wrong here. Like Stephen A. was bashing Russell Westbrook for attending the Laker press conference for new coach Darvin Ham, which is not something you should get bashed for. And Reddick and McCollum bamboozled him, basically. And, you know, it, it made him look bad. Durant goes on Twitter, sees the video retweets the video and says something to the effect of Stephen A got rid of the boxing guy in Max Kellerman. Now he brings on the baseball guy, Chris Russo, what mad dog, whatever his name is. But now, you know, Reddick and McCollum with, you know, he's got people who can put him in his place and I'm watching now. So, there are people like me. I got a huge kick out of him saying the baseball guy, mad dog, whatever his name is. Because what I find fascinating about that is Durant then must watch the MLB network sometimes because how would you know Russo is a, a baseball guy? He's not listening to a serious XM radio show. So Sal's colleague at WFAN, Keith McPherson, responded to Durant with like some like, oh, you know, what's his name? And I think he had a skull emoji. I, the impression I got was Keith found it amusing. Like I did. And then Sal right. weighs right. in on the thread and says, you know, the guy that you don't know, his name is only the most successful, <laughs> excuse me, successful radio host, sports talk radio host ever. Durant then responds and says, sports talk radio response to Sal and says, sports talk radio makes me nauseous. So when I saw that Durant responded to Sal, I texted Sal. I thought it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's there's, where we are. There's a lot there. So the thing that got me annoyed, and this has been going on now a, a, a while here with the disrespect toward Chris Russo. Like I get if people, and, and by the way, be, before we even get into this, Durant, Reddick, whoever, athletes shouldn't like sports talk radio. It's not for them. Sports Talk Radio is not for Kevin Durant. He's not supposed to be listening. It's for the fans. But the issue that I have is they have been disrespecting Dog, 
who made millions and is making millions as one of the pioneers and one of the great voices ever in sports talk radio. Like it or not, you should respect it. And the thing that bothered me more so even than Durant was Keith. And Keith is, when I tell you the nicest guy like that I've met in the business, truly one of the nicest guys. And he's new and he's learning and all that stuff. But I took, and Keith, I know, is a big Nets fan. So, of course, he's going to be supporting whatever Durant does. That's another thing. That's oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, okay. oh, no, no. Like, huge, huge Nets fan. Okay. So, when he writes that in skull emoji, which I believe is like, it's dead. I'm laughing so hard I'm dead. or something. That's what I thought. Well, it was. I was laughing, too. I thought it was hysterical. Right. So, you guys were in the same boat. And I took it like <laughs> as disrespect to dog. And especially from somebody who works at the fan. So, like, I've had enough of Durant's crap. I mute Durant. I don't care. Just like Durant shouldn't care what sports talk radio says, I don't care what Kevin Durant says. I care what he does on the court. I don't care what well, he says. But so it was twofold that bothered me. That's why I tweeted it. And I wasn't trying to get a response from Durant. And I agree. Sports talk radio <laughs> makes me nauseous, too. But it's not for him. There's, there's just so much here. I mean... Listen, I'm going to be on the I, I, I don't agree with like pretty much anything you said, which is fine. I mean, I think this is what Twitter is. It's all nonsense. And, you know, people saying things. I don't look at it as much as them disrespecting dog. I think they're just they don't know dog. They're not familiar with dog and they don't care about dog. So I don't think it's it's necessarily disrespect. Also, I think when when Kevin Durant says sports talk radio makes me nauseous, he really means the media. I don't think he's pinpoint. Right. Yeah, you know, I think his big. You know, he he's been fighting all week with Stephen A. Smith on Twitter, and that's not sports talk radio. That's ESPN. I think what Stephen A. I mean, I think what Kevin Durant hates are just talking heads. Which, right. if you like, you said you know I, what I do agree with you is yeah, athletes should not be big fans of talking heads because they're criticizing them. And what they do for a living. But it's not, it's not but, uh, for them. But, but my you, thing is, like, if you're going to say, and this is not the first time with guys, dis, to me, disrespecting. So, like, you don't have to be a fan. You don't have to know who he is. But then don't say anything about him. He went out of his way. Dog wasn't in that segment. Stephen A. Smith looked like an idiot. The Mad Dog's not going to get into a conversation like that where he's going to look like a fool. And Mad Dog stepped down and was being respectful to Reddick last time. And then how those guys do they dismiss Russo and they keep taking shots at him like he's some crazy lunatic, which I get that he is to an extent, but they don't know the history. Like, well, if you don't know who he is, Durant, that's fine. But if you're going to knock him, just do yourself a favor, look up what he's accomplished and say, like, he's not for me, but I respect that what he's done in his field is legendary. Right. But, that's but you're, they don't care about, you're looking at it. You're coming at it from the, from the host side of it, from their side of it is, they look at it again. I don't think I don't think Kevin Durant specifically meant to diss Russo only. I think he used Russo as a way to diss all talking heads. And from their perspective is there are people on TV and radio 24 seven criticizing them. I mean, Kevin Durant gets criticized all day long on sports talk and on on um, television. So I wouldn't expect him to care about russo's career right that's not you know there there's two sides here and i do think 
we're obviously, this is a much larger topic that we can get into another day, but obviously more and more current athletes are getting into their own media careers via podcasts and TV. And right. that, you know, so if talking heads are going to bash the players, the players now are going to give it right back. I mean, this is just, where right, but, we there's, are but, but there's no reason to do so in this case against dog. He's whatever. When Dog, you yeah, but whatever his name he, is. Right. But he's you're, you're you're focusing on Dog and I get it. But Dog was like just shrapnel here. It's correct. The, beef, the beef here is Durant and Stephen A. They've been fight. I mean, listen, Durant, uh, Stephen A was relentless all season on Kyrie over the vaccine, which include. And then that and then he got Stephen A got on Durant for not basically making Kyrie get the vaccine. So Durant's been a target of Stephen A's for our season now. And I think now that dog is on with Stephen a once a week, mm -hmm. Durant just took that as like a side shot. I don't think he really meant to go after dog. I'm sure he doesn't know who dog is. He's never heard his show. It was a throwaway line, but that's, um, but that's why I have a problem. You're right. He was shrapnel. There was right. no need for it. And it right. was disrespectful. Now I look, Durant doesn't have to care about that stuff, but he does. And also, you know, this idea where the players now are getting into sports media, I get it. I could, me personally, and just like somebody who say, well, I don't care what this idiot has to say. What do you do? He never played the game. You think I give a crap about what J.J. Reddick says or C.J. McCollum? I don't. I'd rather hear from somebody who's going to be real and honest and critique. And by the way, J.J. Reddick loses all credibility when he goes knocking Bob Cousy. Now, I couldn't tell you the first thing about Bob Cousy. However, respect the guys that played the game before you and at a higher level than you, J.J. Reddick. And he just dismissed. Right. He said flat out, I don't care about Bob Cousy. That's disrespectful to a legend doing it before him. That's foolish. So I couldn't care less what J.J. Reddick has to say. But you're right. I took offense to somebody who I idolized, who I respect greatly, Chris Russo, getting disrespected by Durant and, I thought, by my coworker, Keith. That's why I tweeted that. Yeah, see, I, I love Dog, too. I just think it was more funny than disrespectful. I don't – I think maybe because – what you do is different from what I do. I don't take it as seriously. And especially I'm not going to take it seriously on Twitter. Like, uh, right. you know, of, you know, um, and but I, I will say that I, and I, th we disagree on all of this because I do think <laughs> the thing like where you say, you don't care about what Reddick and McCollum say, CJ McCollum say where I would push back. You don't have to care about what they say. No one does. My only thing is, is, I, you know, I don't know if I'd say I care about what they say, but for me, they have credibility because they're current players. So right. if it does come down to something like, how do you play the Warriors? How do you guard Steph Curry? What do you do about LeBron? I do care about what they have to say from that standpoint because they've done it and they do it now. Um, and I do yeah. think, and I can- From an analyst perspective, absolutely. From an analyst perspective. Remember too, these guys, a lot of current players are so sensitive. They they don't want to hear what – see, what makes Charles Barkley, Shaq, and Kenny? What makes that the best show? I mean, obviously, they're entertaining, they, but they're, they're they, also honest. They're honest. They're not afraid. So you get well, the current player who's afraid to criticize current players. Oh, all this negativity, and they're not going to criticize. So then why do I have respect for what they're saying if they're not going to be honest? Barkley, not only did he play it at the highest level – he also is open and honest. And if you stink, he's going to criticize you and call it how it is. That's why guys get offended. So those guys, I respect Shaq and Barkley and Kenny because they tell it how it is. See, J.J. Reddick, C.J. McCollum, 
They do not. They're too friendly with these current players. They're disrespecting the past. And, and by the way, I can't even speak to it. I got to be fair because I don't even listen to what Reddick or McCollum have to say. I've seen some clips occasionally. I don't even listen to it. They might be good. I don't know. But I don't care what they have to say. Current analysts, sure. As opinion guys, don't care. I agree. I agree with you from the standpoint of most the, the overwhelmingly vast majority of athletes who become analysts or sports talk hosts or whatever are not going to criticize current players because they're all friendly. So I do agree with you from that standpoint. Um, but I do think I do think it's just we come at it as two different ways. Like you see, like right. to me, the, the Reddick thing about Bob Cousy, I didn't look at it as disrespect. I look at it as he's trying to be funny. He's trying to throw out a. A, a line there and and you know we and we do that too see he's doing i think what we do you know if we talk about someone you know we can throw out a line that may sound disrespectful but we're doing it as sort of a you know try to emphasize something make a point so i don't i, I to me i don't go to disrespect you go to disrespect but that you know that's just the way we look at things and, differently yeah and i just want to reiterate like i was not it has nothing to do this particular tweet, like what got the reaction from me, had nothing even to do with Reddick and McCollum. Right. Or really even that, like Stephen A's, not, it had to do with, I saw my colleague at WFAN right. laugh at a joke that Durant made at the expense of a guy who I respect in the business that I am right. in. Well, I just, and, I and just, the job that I'm trying yeah, to do, yeah. that's why I took offense to it. Well, I just want to be honest. I laughed at it too. So, <laughs> right. But I think it's a little different for you. And as much as you love dog, I, I do think it's different coming from somebody who was on WFAN. Like, I don't think that that's funny. And I'm just a little tired of the disrespect towards dog. That's it. Like, I think you need you to, don't have to like him. Right. You have to respect what he did. But you need to. Here's the thing. You need to calm down a little about dog because dog is enjoying this renaissance, this second the second uh, act in his career. I mean, his pop he's trends every Wednesday on Twitter when he's on first take. He's getting all this attention now. Like, this is a good time for Dog. And yeah. here's the other thing, too. And I, I full disclosure, I texted Dog and I said this to him. Kevin Durant mentioning Dog in a tweet, no matter how he does it, whether you think it's disrespectful, mocking, whatever, that's nothing but a win for Dog. It's 100% a win. The best basketball player on earth is tweeting about Dog. That's a win, whether it's positive or negative. What did I would, Dog say? Like, I, I, I would do anything for Kevin Durant to say, Sports Illustrated, Jimmy Train, a shitty writer who would ever read him. I'll take that right now. Please tweet it. Worst column, worst podcast. I would do anything for him to tweet that. So that's a win for dog. And I think what you need, what I loved about this whole thing is that nobody I know hates Twitter more than you. Right. And then you get a tweet from the best basketball player in the NBA. And I knew you would get all worked up about it. And my whole thing is you've, You've got to understand people on Twitter that performing. It's not real. It's right. not real. They're all performing. Durant's performing on there and everyone, you know, so don't Fair take enough. it. Don't take Fair it enough. so seriously. And, and like I said, and I mentioned this on my show last night, like I'm not trying to start beef with Keith McFeer. Right. Well, that, know, that I don't even want to get into. Yeah, that could get you in trouble. I don't no, I know. Trouble. But I'm just telling you that that was really that was a big part of it too for me. Right. Now you're right. Maybe I shouldn't take it personally, but with those guys, with Mike and the dog, I, I, I love them so much. And I do what I do because of them. 
And I just look back and have great respect for anybody who did it before me, the way that Reddick should about Bob Cousy, <laughs> but doesn't. You know, it's different for you or I to say, well, who the hell cares about Bob Cousy? But for J.J. Reddick, somebody who played in the NBA, he did it before you. Right, but you should show respect. So that was it for me. See, I think I kind of side with Reddick on that, though, because when there's this debate about today's players, who does care about Bob Cousy? It has nothing to do with <laughs> the game is completely different. Every, you know, they got into this whole thing with Draymond Green about, and Draymond Green was 100% wrong on this one, where Draymond Green was trying to say like the 80s, those like mm-hmm. Draymond Green would have gotten knocked on his ass in the 80s by all of those teams. He could deny it and say it's not true. It's, it is true. So he's wrong about that. So, I, but again, this is all nonsense. Don't get, don't let it get. It, I guess here's what I think. I think what you really wanted to do is reply to your colleague Keith. You didn't take Durant off the tweet. You probably should because you really had no attention. No, to no, I had no interest I wanted, in Durant. I want to let Durant know as well. Like, <laughs> yo, that's disrespect. It, I, you don't have to like him. You can hate talk radio, whatever. But you should at least know right, who he right, is but, if you're gonna rip him. And right. whatever his name is. I mean, but here's dogs earned a little more than whatever his name is. But this would be his counter. And this is where I think we look. I don't think, I honestly don't think Durant, when he wrote that, had Chris Mad Dog Russo specific in his mind. I think Durant was using Russo as a way to mention all talking heads because the fact is, you want Durant to respect Dog, but there are plenty of sports talk radio hosts and TV hosts who don't respect Durant. So it does have to go both ways. I mean, there, right. there is a narrative about Kevin Durant for so many years that his NBA championship is tainted and he had to join the Warriors to mm-hmm. get a title. Now, he can say, well, that's being disrespectful to me. And all these people who say that are being disrespectful to me. So, you know, that's fair. That, that's that's sort of no, what I think. about. No, that's, now, that's a fair point. I, but it's also and you know this with dog because dog is like you said you know, getting uh, even more popular now with being on first take or whatever. But, you know, the, the player, the baseball players rip him for thinking he's, you know, a loud mouth fool. Yeah, because on he's on TV whatever. ripping them every day. It's oh, a two-way I, street. I get it, but they should at least know who he is. They're like, oh, who the hell is this guy? Well, who's this guy? I mean, he's only the most successful sport. As I said, he's only the most successful sports talk radio host ever. There is right. something to that. And but that's important. to care about it. That's important to you and I because we're in this business and we know what that means and all that. But to the third baseman on the Padres, they don't give a shit about if he's the most popular. Right. But if I'm dog, I will just and, and maybe he does do this. I would just laugh it away. He'd be like, these guys have no idea who I even exactly what I've done. Right. And I've made my millions by talking about them. Right. I mean, it's incredible. So anyway, I just right. I, there, there was a couple of levels to it. But uh, yeah, it was nice, I guess, to, to wake up to. Many texts about getting tweeted by Kevin Durant. Like I give it for him. Now, the other layer in this, which I had to get to, is this is my favorite part of this entire story. You don't follow Durant, but you have him muted. Right. Because that's aggressive. A, A, I I don't follow him. No, you follow people. You want to hear what their thoughts are. And B, you know, if I don't mute him, his tweets keep coming up in my timeline that people either retweet it or follow. And like, I just don't care. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care. I'm, I'm not. So that's, so that's why you didn't. Here. So that's why you didn't see his response to you. Correct. I did not see the response until people were texting and like, 
saying Durant. And I was like, wow, what happened? And then somebody sent a screenshot. And, you know, you texted a little bit later on. I was like, oh, and then I went and checked and I could see. So it. here's what's amazing about it. If no one texts you, you wouldn't even know you got a response from Kevin Durant because you have a muted. I would have no idea. If, That's honestly, phenomenal. Yeah. That's I mean, phenomenal. I might have seen I've seen a bunch of people hop on there trying to get Durant to bite again. But, you know. That, you know, people that I follow or whatever that I'm in the business with. But I was stunned you didn't write back and say something like, you know, oh, you can't get a title without, you know, Steph Curry. I, I was expecting yeah, that. There was too much to th- there were a lot of different ways to respond, but it just it's just not worth it. I'm not trying to get into that. And there's no way to do it properly on Twitter. Yeah. It is funny, though, that a guy who says sports talk radio makes him nauseous again, which I understand. I mean, it, yeah. you get to listen to the right shows, because if not, it makes me nauseous, too. I don't know if it's the overnight hours or what. But he's on the guy lives on Twitter. You don't like sports talk radio, but you like Twitter. I mean, that's even worse. It's a billion times worse than sports talk radio. That is the best point you have made by far. And that should have been your response to him. Yeah. Wow. Like sports. That's that's the perfect, perfect point. Sports talk makes him nauseous, but he's on Twitter all day long, which is way worse than sports talk radio. It's not even close. That is by far the best point you've made. That that really. Yeah, he's he's you know, he loves his Twitter. He loves his yeah. Twitter. Yeah. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, I, listen, like I said, in, in closing, <laughs> I if Kevin Durant can, wants to tweet, Jimmy Trainer is an asshole, just at mentioned me, so I get some attention. Up, I'm all for it. Sign me up. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Just just rip Durant. Occasionally, if you keep ripping him, occasionally he'll probably respond. So um, yeah, I mean, it. I don't have any rips for Durant. I you know, let's, <laughs> except he's on Twitter too much, but I am too. So again, how can I say that to him? Yeah, Twitter. Right. I th- that was the juiciest part of this. Nobody I know hates it more than you. And then like, oh, now he's in the muck here with Durant. And he's probably. Yeah. And then what the problem is now, luckily, the way I have my settings on Twitter, like people, if you don't follow me, I don't see the tweet. So and that's a good thing in a case like this, where if you jump in on a thread with Durant and he responds, now you're getting hundreds of people chiming in, calling me an idiot. How would anybody know outside of New York who he is? Oh, nobody cares. Nobody. And then it's just like, I don't know. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Well, of course. By the way, for the record, in closing, 
Chris Russo has been on Dave Letterman's show oh, a lot more times than Kevin Durant has over the years. Yeah, but well, Kev, first of all, Kevin Durant was actually just on the Letterman Netflix show. That's why I bring it up. And by the way, I enjoyed that. And truth be told, now I used to love Durant as a player until he went to the Warriors, which I thought was cheap, but whatever, right. who cares? Right. But I enjoyed that interview. You know, I love Letterman. You and I both yeah, love yeah. Letterman. I, I thought Durant came across well in that interview. So I really don't even have any problem with him personally. It's just him choosing the Nets and then the Nets being disappointing. That That's my issue with him right. and him being so sensitive on Twitter, but whatever. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into the bad because I don't think it's his fault that the Nets, you know, I mean, what he, right, right. But whatever. All right. <laughs> I'm not even going to discuss any other topics. Just try to stay out of trouble on Twitter. Yeah. All right. I, I know that you, you know, you have the issues with Twitter. Try to stay out of trouble with it. And uh, did, did they mention this like on the morning show? Do you know Boomer and Geo? I don't know, but I saw, like I said, a couple people. My boss, Spike Eskin, <laughs> tweeted Durant saying, hey, would you, uh, anytime you want to try out, let me know, which I thought was funny. Right. Um, well, he has his I own sh- Yeah. He has his own show. So I don't, you know. What is he doing? He has his own podcast, Durant? Yeah. Uninterrupted, I think, is his deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and now LeBron's threatening to have a podcast. So that should be interesting. Now you listen to these, like I this, this I, I I do listen to the Reddick one. I think he's really good. I don't listen to Draymond Green. Um, Reddick does it. Reddick does it by himself. No, he has a partner. Oh. I mean, it's really he JJ. He, he has the JJ Reddick is very very smart and he knows how to debate. That's why he's good on first take. He's a um, condescending. You know what? I don't think he respects anybody else on there. I don't. At least from what I've seen. I see. I, I I mean, maybe it's condescending. I don't see when I watch Reddick, he reminds me of me because I don't have the patience to argue. And when someone's making dumb points and saying dumb things like I roll my eyes, I huff and puff. I, and that's well, what then, he does. Then so you I, Reddick, you're yeah. both in the wrong business. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I don't want to do debate. I could never debate because <laughs> I would be like Reddick. I would just be like rolling my eyes at the stupidity. And that's what he does. So that's why I enjoy him. But he's actually he's very, very, very smart. And his podcast is good. Um, and he gets Stephen A. flustered. So that's always good, too. Yeah. No. All right, Sal. Um, All right. Okay, is this there is anything fun. else? Let me think um, before I let you go. I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, you had a one-track one mind this week. It was all about KD, and that's, and that's fine. Yeah, this I had some topic. other good topics here. Like, there's a guy in the Blazers, Josh Hart, who's lost, like, 14 pairs of AirPods, which I found amusing. Brady, you know those freaking AirPods. Yeah. I mean, you're having issues with the AirPods left and right. Brady posting video now in his underwear with his bulge showing. So Don't promote his. Don't need that. Three hundred seventy-five million from Fox is not enough. He's got to go in his underwear to promote <laughs> Brady Brand. What was the other thing? Oh, Marlon Humphrey wants to sue Madden because there's a clip of him getting trucked by Nick Chubb. There were some good stories, but we're going to skip them all because it's all about Sal Licata versus Karen Durant this week. Oh God! Yeah. Thanks, Sal. All right, thanks, Jim. Take care. I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> All right, my thanks to Brian Curtis from The Ringer and Sal Licata for coming on doing the weekly train of thought segment. If you missed last week's show, we had Richard Deitch on the podcast from The Athletic, talked about the latest sports media news. Joe Davis, the new voice of Major League Baseball on Fox, was right here on the SI Media Podcast two weeks ago. If you missed those, check them out in the archives. Subscribe to the SI Media Podcast, and if you can leave a review, that would be outstanding, and we'll read it on an upcoming uh, episode as well. All right, that wraps it up for this week. We'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Stay safe and take care.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.